This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder. To renew your plates today, visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today we have the latest provincial crop report, and fields are extremely stressed by hot, dry weather. Some farmers have cut their crops for cattle feed. Grasshoppers are becoming a bigger issue in many parts of the grain belt. Real agriculture discusses the issue of farmers buying out their grain contract because of little or no crop to sell. The wheat growers launch a fertilizer awareness campaign. And we also have the latest Manitoba crop report. We also hear about spotty rain across central Alberta. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain. Helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazank Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazank, 306-721-6667. The latest Saskatchewan crop reports as crops are extremely stressed and advancing rapidly due to hot, dry weather. Provincial Crops Extension Specialist Matt Struthers says this week's cooler weather and smoke is offering a slight reprieve from heat stress, but it's not much. The reports from last week, uh, there's been no improvements, unfortunately. Everything's slowly, just with this heat, slowly deteriorating farther and farther down you know that bad road. And you know there's been a, since crop insurance doubled its low yield threshold, there's been a lot of cereal fields and pulse fields being cut up and baled. Um, and then hopefully being sold to livestock producers. So it's not necessarily a positive, but it's it's nice to see that neighbors are helping neighbors. Matt, will the rain help the yields at all? Uh, no. So right now, um, any rain that's received in the province isn't going to help this year's crop. It's just it's just far too late to to change the yield that we're going to get. Any rain now will will stop the yield from dropping farther, but it would have to be quite a substantial amount of uh, a rain to even do that. Right now, any rain that we get. From now until the fall, and then going into winter is is just going to kind of is just going to help next year's crop. So we definitely still need rain. Don't get me wrong; we need as much rain as we can get, but it's not going to change anything drastically this year. It's mostly to help crops next year. Any handle on how many fields have been written off and cut and baled for livestock or green feed? No numbers as of yet. Just with work, I've driven past a lot of fields that have been cut and baled as for green feed when uh, when they're definitely not supposed to be in a normal year. So that's just well, that's one nice thing to see is, again, you know, just grain farmers are, are cutting and baling and, and hopefully selling it to uh, livestock producers who desperately need it because the feed is definitely in uh, short supply. What kind of rainfall did we have this past week? <laughs> we had very little rain. The most rain was received in Redverse. Seems like the uh, southeast portion of the southeast region is getting all the rain. Uh, they got about 75 mils, followed by Kisby and uh, Stoughton with 34. And Kindersley, just to put it on the map, uh, only got two mils. And the Kindersley area, along with the majority of the west, central, and, and southwest regions are, are looking quite poor. Very, very dry. They've had the least amount of rain. So hopefully the producers in that area are doing all right and, and uh, can pull through. What were the main causes of crop damage this past week? The big ones were uh, there's a, a bit of localized hail and strong winds. And again, you know, lack of moisture, the heat, uh, and grasshoppers. There's been a lot of reports the last couple of weeks that the grasshoppers are just out of control and, 
and popping up everywhere, even in even in places that usually typically don't get dry enough for grasshoppers. So some fields have been sprayed twice even for them to keep them under control. And the producers are, are hopefully only spraying fields that are worth spraying. So meaning the yield and the crop is very, very low and very poor. Um, it's probably not economical to spray that even. It's probably smarter just to, to bale it up and, and use it as green feed because you're not going to get a return on it if you spray. How is the haying progress? It's going good. You know, the producers across the province haven't been delayed by anything, even baling through some scattered rain showers. So they're sitting at 22% cut right now, and then 61% of, of hay has been either baled or put into silage for the province. Quality is sitting at 8% excellent, 51% good, 32% fair, and 9% poor. So quality is holding in. It'll start to drop as the heat continues, and without any more moisture, and this constant heat, uh, a second cut is very unlikely for many producers. How are hay yields? Hay yields are, are far below the average for Saskatchewan, and we're sitting at 0.7 ton per acre for alfalfa and alfalfa brome grass, 0.6 ton per acre for tame other tame hay and wild hay, and then one ton per acre for green feed. So uh, I think the increase to green feed is, is likely from quite a few of the grain crops being cut, but, but who's to say? Matt Struthers is the Provincial Crops Extension Specialist responsible for the weekly crop report. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eaves troughs. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesTroughs.ca And Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialist. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. Hot, dry conditions have been ideal for grasshoppers, and some of the insects have been finding their way into peas and lentils. Sarah Anderson is Saskatchewan Pulse Grower's new agronomy manager. She says there has some been some late-season insect pressure. Grasshoppers being sort of our number one culprit, um, this is definitely their time to to shine. And um, late-season late season grasshoppers uh, are definitely thriving in a lot of areas of the province right now. So that's a big one on our growers and agronomists' radar. Grasshoppers are a bigger issue for lentils than peas. Anderson talks about when they cause the most damage. I often think of, of susceptibility for grasshoppers really during that, that reproductive timing. Um, so as, as our, our crops are flowering up until uh, pod development is probably the most crucial timing. That said, you know, a hungry grasshopper uh, will continue to feed on green crop sort of all the, all the way through. And so within, within our class of pulses, um, lentils often come to mind as being the most susceptible. That's where we have the lowest uh, economic threshold. Um, you're generally looking at two per square meter, whereas in peas, you can probably afford to expand that to a 10 per, per square meter when we're, when we're thinking of some of those spray decisions. So our lentils are, are definitely the ones that um, are a little bit more uh, attractive or can tolerate the, the grasshopper pressure a little less relative to our other pulse crops. Anderson says the hot, dry weather has affected pulse crops, but not quite as much as canola and the cereals. They work a little bit more efficiently uh, with the moisture resources that they have relative to, to say, a canola crop. Less open flowering to a certain degree as well uh, versus the canola crop. So just you know, they're able to do a little bit more with less. And so respectively, I, I think that they're holding in there a little bit better relative to those to those other crops. Sarah Anderson is the new agronomy manager with Saskatchewan Pulse Growers. Her comments come from SPG's monthly podcast. A big swath of central Alberta was pounded with heavy thunderstorms last night. 
Those storms, where they hit, will certainly offer some hope for producers struggling with drought this summer. But for many crops, it might just be too late, especially as you head northeast of Edmonton and across the border into Saskatchewan. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. Hey, Kara Usteros here with realagriculture.com. I am here today with Colin Penner, who is a farm management instructor at the School of Agriculture at the University of Manitoba. But unfortunately, as we have had a dry, droughty summer, a lot of producers are now looking at buying out grain contracts. Walk me through the process of what, how you kind of go about that. Well, I've, I've only had to buy out of a few contracts in my farming career, and uh, I did one just a few weeks ago. But um, basically, it starts off when, uh, when you realize that, oh, man, I'm, I'm short on grain here. And so you'll typically, you'll talk to the grain company and, and let them know what's going on. And uh, in some instances, there's, you know, there, there's a few hoops you've got to jump through. But for the most part, it's, I don't have enough grain. How can we move forward from here? And uh, at that point, then the green company will typically say, okay, um, you know, if you're fortunate enough, the price has dropped off, then they'll say, okay, we'll just let you out of the contract or we'll let someone else sell it. Um, but in a year like this, where we see green prices continue to rise, there's, you know, typically we'll have to pay the spread in between what you contracted the price and at the new price. And then the odd time there's administration fees. Uh, this year, I, you know, one contract that I just bought out of, they waived the administration fees. I think it was for both of us. Uh, I mean, I, I promised I'd sell them grain and I don't have the grain. And they promised to sell that grain to an end user. So they're in a tight spot too. So it was, it was a lousy situation all around. Um, they waived the administration fees and uh, the price what I contracted at versus what they thought they could buy the grain at was, it was, it was a significant jump already. So, um, I was on the hook basically to, to pay the difference of what it would cost them to fill these contracts. So with, with these admin charges, or I mean, some people call it a risk factor, what is a reasonable expectation for fees? You know, what's that look like? You know what, I, th- I think it depends. Um, for, I, I think, a number of grain companies, they don't want to be looked at as brokers. And so they don't want to have people saying, yeah, I'm going to, sell you this much grain and then the market changes and, and they buy out of the contracts. They, they don't want to do that. So I think just my perspective anyways, I think that the admin fees sort of try to deter some of that. So I, I've heard of, you know, as much as $30 a ton for some administration fees, uh, other companies, it's $10 a ton. And it's just sort of that we're not a, a broker. If you want to hedge your grain, go get a trading account, sort of that's sort of the deterrent there. Yeah. And, and now if you're, how often are you actually able to, at this point in the season, look at your contracts and go, okay, I, I'm not going to make that five bushels or whatever you contracted at. How, how often are you actually able to buy it out versus waiting until, you know, if you're saying you're <laughs> delivering in September, they say, well, you're delivering in September. Well, you know, I, it depends, again, on the, the grain company. It depends on the contract. 
um, for my case, I had a crop that I'd, I'd sold it last fall. I, I seeded it last fall as a winter crop and it didn't make it through the winter. So I ripped it up early on this spring. So I, I knew early on that I did not have a crop there. So I was able to say, look, I've got my crop insurance paperwork here saying I don't have a crop. Let's get out of this. But I do know, you know, a number of people that have sold, you know, what they traditionally have sold. And this year they're not going to hit that. So there's been a few grain companies where they've offered um, you can deliver it next year. You know, we'll take a, a 10 cent a bushel hit to defer it. Or um, you can deliver a different commodity to fill that same tonnage. So, I mean, I think grain companies are willing to work with people. It's just, it sucks for everyone all around. It's it's expensive for the farmer to buy out. And I, the grain companies, you know, they've committed to sales too. So it's, it, I mean, the markets are, it's great when we see 20 plus dollar canola, but it, it's, it's tough and it's frustrating to have to buy out of this for everyone. Oh, absolutely. I mean, nobody likes having to go to the elevator and saying you can't even make the minimum <laughs> bushels you were hoping for. So, no. It, it, and like you said, there's contracts on both sides. So it creates kind of a, a difficult situation. This has been your Real Agriculture Update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. Infuse some energy into your next corporate event, customer meeting, or conference with Real Ag Radio, Canada's national agriculture radio show. Create a unique experience at your next event with host Sean Haney, broadcasting Real Ag Radio live on Sirius XM, featuring exciting guests, captivating interviews, and the latest news from the agriculture community. Contact advertising at realagriculture.com or call 587-787-1795 to book your on-location with Real Ag Radio today. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Partly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. Hazy, wind south 20, gusting to 40, the high today, 30 degrees, the low 12. Friday, partly cloudy, local smoke, wind west 20, gusting to 40, the high 27, the low 12. Saturday, sunny, the high 26, the low 13. Sunday, sunny, the high 26, the low 14. Monday, sunny, the high 28, the low 15. Tuesday, sunny, the high 30, the low 16. Wednesday, sunny, the high near 28. Normal high for the state, 26, the normal low is 11. The sun rose at 5.13 this morning. It sets at 8.57 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Cornac, south of Moose Jaw, Regina at 32 degrees and it also is the Canadian hot spot at 32. The cold spot in Saskatchewan up north, Uranium City at 17. Estevan is 29, Saskatoon 31, Swift Current 28, Weyburn 30, Yorkton 25. Regina partly cloudy in 29, that's 84 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the south at 10. Humidity is 50%, the barometer dropping 101.1. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 32. Winds are from the west-southwest at 17. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 29. That's 84 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. 
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers, mcdougallauctions.com. And brought to you by Pattison Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Pattison Liquid Systems expect the best. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers has launched an awareness campaign focused on the federal government's proposed 30% reduction in fertilizer emissions. President Gunter Yoakum says the proposal is unrealistic. The government has it on the radar to uh, reduce greenhouse gas emissions at the farm level by uh, uh, through fertilizer use. And so they want to reduce fertilizer emissions by 30%, but they haven't really said how they want to do it or how they're going to do it. We've heard from from some people that uh, they're planning to do it by an actual uh, tonnage reduction of fertilizer. So let's say you used uh, 100 tons of fertilizer last year, uh, then the following year, or as soon as they implement this, it's it's nowhere being implemented yet, it's just thought of. But then it would be, you'd only be able to use 70 tons of fertilizer. So it's it just uh, is a little bit ludicrous to make claims like that. Yoakum says a reduction in fertilizer would seriously affect crop production. Well, it would be a huge impact. You know, we we all know what happens if you use a third less uh, fertilizer. I mean, fertilizer is a plant nutrient. It's what the plants live off of. Uh, it's their food. It's plant food. And if you withhold 30%, you're going to get less yield. Fertilizer Canada has done some rough calculations. They, they've used their modeling software, and they said a, a 30% absolute reduction for a farmer with 1,000 acres of canola and 1,000 acres of wheat would uh, see their profits reduced by... Uh, Thirty to forty thousand dollars each annually. So it, that's that's quite significant. That those are big numbers. But the federal government says they want Canadian farmers to produce more grain to export around the world. Yoakum suggests promotion of the 4R nutrient approach, which is based on scientific principles for applying fertilizer. He says farmers don't want to waste fertilizer, and the 4R program would be the scientific way. Yeah, its fertilizer is expensive and farmers want to use it as efficiently as possible. Yoakum encourages farmers to get involved in the awareness campaign. Absolutely. They can contact their MP, uh, you know, um, buy a membership at the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association to help us make our government aware of what uh, farmers actually need instead of uh, the government flailing about on their own. So, but... But for sure, call your MPs, even get your uh, provincial governments uh, involved. Call your MLAs. It, uh, it's, uh, it's very important to get everybody made aware of what's coming down the pipe. Yoakum Farms west of Winnipeg and says rainfall has been scarce. Yeah, absolutely. Well, conditions aren't great. The last significant rainfall we had was uh, June 9, 10, and 11. We had a good soaker of a rain, and since then we've had maybe maybe two one-millimeter events, which is really nothing. Uh, 
and and so it's extremely dry. Our early seed of wheat is uh, ripening, so the the yield is set there. It actually, because it was in the ground so early and was able to uh, benefit from those from that early moisture, uh, it looks okay. It 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 might go average, uh, our farm average, but uh, canola looks uh, awful. And our soybeans are still hanging on, but it, it could be very troubling here shortly if we don't get the rain. Our oats looks terrible. It, it absolutely is terrible. It uh, will be uh, less than average crop, severely less than average, and it will be very light oats. Uh, not a good situation. But I, I think we will be in the field uh, with wheat harvest probably within about two weeks. Gunter Yoakum is the president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. This week's Manitoba Crop Report says drought concerns persist with downgraded yields for many fields. Manitoba Agriculture Oilseed Specialist Dane Frey says there's finally been a break from the intense heat. That's right. We haven't had much of a reprieve. However, uh, the smoke rolling into the region, unfortunate for uh, forest fire conditions and, and other areas, has really benefited the prairies in that it's helped cool things down a little bit and reduce some of that intense solar radiation. So the crops have had a small chance to recover now. Phrase describes crop conditions. The yield outlook is not particularly positive for many crops. Uh, it is certainly down from years past. Uh, we're seeing yield outlook in spring wheat range anywhere from uh, 20 to 55 bushels an acre, uh, but uh, time will tell when, when harvest and combines start rolling. Canola for yield forecast looks to be anywhere between 5 and 45 bushel an acre, um, and some of the other cereals are a little bit too, too early to tell. Phrase says some Manitoba farmers are cutting their crops for green feed. Yes, there have been an increased number of cereal crops that have been thin or yield potential wasn't looking positive that producers contacted their crop insurance agents and were looking at an alternative feed source for livestock. So turning uh, oats and barley fields, some wheat fields and some instances as, as into a green feed source and using that to supplement cattle. Phrase says soybean crops in Manitoba are still looking pretty good. Right now, soybeans are. They've weathered the warm and hot conditions better than other crops. They are a little bit more heat tolerant. However, they're moving right into their uh, maximum moisture demand phase. Highest moisture use is during flower uh, for soybeans, and soybeans are moving rapidly into, into full flower and pod fill development. Soybeans right now look a little shorter than normal and tend to be a little smaller and less branchy, but the number of pods and flowers that are forming look positive for the most part in many parts of the province. Uh, so right now, if we get a little bit of rain this week, and it seems like most places have had some, uh, that will certainly help reduce some of that stress on soybeans and potentially give some positive bright side potential for some soybeans. First cut haying is nearly done with some low yields in the Interlake region and there are ongoing challenges with grasshoppers. There was some rain in Manitoba this week. And most of the precipitation has fallen over the weekend and into early this week, uh, so I don't have too many details on that just yet. However, there have been spotty thunderstorms moving in the region um, north of Brandon, there was a, a few thunder showers as well as into the northwest region. 
uh, but I, I don't have specifics on that right now. Dane Fraze compiles the weekly crop report for Manitoba Agriculture. Market update is brought to you by Nelson GM in Assiniboia and Avonlea. If you are a Costco member, get huge savings on current 2019 and 2020 SUVs right now. And brought to you by Sask Pork. Saskatchewan's growing and vibrant hog industry creates economic spin-offs and career opportunities in our rural communities. Find out more, visit saskpork.com. Grain prices were mixed in early trading today. Durham rose $27.81 at 368.06. Canola fell $27.60 at 827.87. Lentils rose $4 at 771.50. Number one red spring wheat went down $6.34 at 365.88. The rest were unchanged. Feed barley 254.65. Flax 677.94. Oats 236.53. Yellow peas 347 dollars 27 cents. Feed wheat 238.84. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange, September spring wheat is down nine and three quarter cents at eight dollars 88 cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn 842-4574. And now the latest livestock quotes. Hello, Cattleman Jr. for Heartland Livestock Services, Yorkton, with your market report for the week of July 21st. Nice run on offer here this week with 550 head, 350 head of cows and bulls, and 200 feeders. On the feeder market is trending steady to the previous weeks with the pretty good demand on the light on the yearlings coming through. 550 pound steers at 222, 640 weight steers at 201, 750 pound steers average about 78. 550-pound heifers, $1.94, 650 weight heifers, $1.87, and 750 weight heifers, $1.69. On the cow and bull trade, we saw 300 cows average 80.5. D1, D2 cows, 78 to 85 with a high of 88. D3 cows, 70 to 75 with a high of 77. Your light shelly cows, 62 to 68. Heiferettes, 95 to $1.10. On the bull trade, 38 big bulls average $1.09 with a high of $1.2350 on a good high-yielding exotic bull. We had 10 cow-calf pairs this week, average $17.85 with a high of $19.50 on two good young block cows with strong block calves at their side. Producers, we are having sales every week now, so give us a call at Heartland Yorkton for all your marketing needs. Once again, this is Junior for Heartland Yorkton. Thank you, and have a great day. And now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices we have for Sig4 and Brandon. BP4, TCP4, Moose Jaw Plant, 241.38. Now the latest quotations. Ham sold 6,200 hogs Wednesday, selling in a range of 245 to 260 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 head, selling in a range of 241 to 263 per CKG. Ham's number one sows this week are selling in the range of 59 to 66 cents per pound of live weight. Ham's cash hog price today is mixed, and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Wednesday, the Canadian dollar was up 87 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.2589. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 79.54 cents U.S. Daily U.S. cash markets are mixed heading into the latter half of the week. Despite the support that showed up in the negotiated Western Corn Belt last week, the region has been trending lower for five weeks. National formula variants have been heading lower as well, but the formulas have been finding some footing. The value of the pork cutout continues to see support, despite some daily variability in the value of the individual primals, which can be quite volatile, up one day, down the next. Bellies made new highs for the marketing week, and at $225.25 a hundredweight, 
represent the highest level on record, including 2017, when bacon shortage headlines were making the rounds that year. The Canadian dollar is trading near the 79.5 cent mark and has recovered somewhat after trading in the low 78s two sessions ago. The move to 79.5 cents from just over 81 cents at the beginning of July adds approximately $3.75 Canadian per CKG to the value of a Western Canadian forward contract. In Regina, part the cloudy and 29, that's 84 Fahrenheit. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team. Fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The latest market outlook from Sask Wheat says the supply of quality wheat will be low this year, but there is no shortage of wheat. The outlook says the issue of quality wheat is growing because of issues in Canada, Russia and Kazakhstan. The outlook remains optimistic about spring wheat prices. Small U.S. stocks, low U.S. acreage and a struggling U.S. crop will increase U.S. Durham imports. Meantime, the Canadian crop is under extreme pressure, creating very strong elevator bids. In some areas of Canada, conditions are close to critical. U.S. estimated crop yields are likely below the latest figures. There is some harvest pressure selling from Europe, but not too much to pressure North American values while farmers are not sellers. Shorts of futures against cash purchases will start to get worried by defaults, particularly in South America. The outlook says there may be some profit-taking in the market, but for the short term, higher prices are expected. On the markets, the TSX is down 16 points at 20,093. The Dow has fallen 31 points at 34,766. Oil is up $1.14 at $71.44 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is down 5 one-hundredths of a cent at 79.55 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the on-demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.